What's going on, guys, and welcome to the Bears Index podcast, a Chicago Bears encyclopedia. We look forward to speaking about the 48-10 win the Bears had in Week 4 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So much to talk about. Mitch Trubisky. Six touchdowns at Soldier Field. Never thought I'd say that. Khalil Mack, another strip sack. The guy week in and week out continues to produce at an MVP level. That and so much more on this edition of the Bears Index Podcast. What's up, everybody, and again, welcome to the Bears Index podcast, a Chicago Bears encyclopedia. This edition, we'll be talking about the Bears' week for drubbing of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which moves the Bears to 3-1, and one, and yes, first place in the NFC North after the first quarter of the season. How awesome is that? The Chicago Bears at 3-1 and one lead the NFC North and are heading into their Week 5 bye looking like one of the hottest teams in football right now. Their one solid, mistake-free half from being 4-0. and It's crazy to think about. A lot to talk about regarding the Week 4 win. So much to discuss regarding Mitch Trubisky, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard... Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton, Khalil Mack, Bilal Nichols, Eddie Jackson. So many different players had their own unique impact on the game. And it was really exciting to watch. It really was. And it all starts with Mitch Trubisky. A lot of questions surrounding him the first three weeks. Not looking like the guy that everybody hoped he would be. Not a lot of people sold on him as the true franchise quarterback for Matt Nagy or this football team in general. A guy that the Bears gave up a lot to move up one pick in the 2017 draft to select. Came out on Sunday at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and looked absolutely different. I don't know if I'm ready to say he looked elite in that game against the Buccaneers, But he looked pretty damn good. Six touchdowns for Mitch Trubisky. He really looked polished in that game. Some of the throws he made, it it was truly night and day from the throws that he's been making the entire year. Week one and week two, he looked uncomfortable in the offense. He He looked like he was just trying to make some plays to get the offense moving down the field. Week three, he started to kind of unleash his arm a little bit, but showed a lot of inaccuracy, right? You saw that in the Seattle game um, with the sideline interception. Two interceptions in that game. Started to move the ball downfield more vertically against Arizona. The accuracy wasn't there. Comes into this game against Tampa Bay. We don't know what to expect. 
right? Nagy had talked all week about a solid week of practice. Mitch comes out really right out, right out of the gates and looks like a whole different player. Six touchdowns again. That's what everybody's going to go back to. But it's the type of throws he's making. That corner end zone throw, Allen Robinson, was a top-level veteran throw by Mitch Trubisky. Something you absolutely love to see. That's the things that you want to see out of a guy you drafted second overall in the 2017 NFL Draft. I mean, the guy was placing the ball in places really only his receiver could get it. The anticipation, the footwork. I mean, the offensive line played out of their minds in the passing game. Allowed guys to get open. The receivers ran really good routes. You look back on that film, there's a lot to be excited about. Heading into a bye week, going down to Miami, a team that's got hit really hard by injuries. Just released their second-round pick from the 2015 draft, Jordan Phillips. Their run game looked absent against New England. Bobby McCain, one of their better corners, hurt. Daniel Kilgore, their starting center, hurt, right? I mean, their offense stalled. I mean, the the only touchdown was scored by Brock Osweiler. Uh, uh, Brock Osweiler led drive in that game against New England when they were down by 38 points. A lot to be excited about from Mitch alone, but he wasn't the only one that shined in that game. Tariq Cohen had a career high in yards from scrimmage. I think it was 174. He had 13 carries for 53 yards, seven catches for 121 and a touchdown. Taylor Gabriel, Gabriel, seven catches, 104 yards and two touchdowns. Trey Burton, Josh Bellamy, and Allen Robinson also scored as well. 19 of 26, 354 yards and six touchdowns for Mitch Trubisky. Obviously all career highs. A lot to be excited about offensively. And, and, and I think that's what needs to be talked about. Obviously the defense has continued to play extremely well, continued to play at an elite level. And now the offense seems to finally look comfortable, finally starting to take shape. We're seeing the playbook expand a little bit more from the first three weeks. I mean, offensively, Seattle and Arizona games looked almost identical. And so to see that expansion of the playbook offensively was was really comf- really comforting and something that I think Bears fans should, should really be excited about. One of the concerns I had offensively was Jordan Howard. I don't know if he was hurt or I th- if Matt was just riding the hot hand with Tariq Cohen. You kind of get the sense, based on the lineage of where Nagy comes from, that the power back that Jordan is may cause concern for his long-term future with the Bears. He hasn't had the type of start that he typically has in his first couple years in Chicago. And so, yeah, it's a little bit concerning. But Nagy is a matchup exploit genius. Where can he find the best matchups? And how can he exploit them most efficiently? I think from a fan standpoint, you want to make sure that you temper your expectations for someone like Jordan Howard, who we're so used to seeing at the top of the rushing list every single year, being that workhorse back every year. This offense was not as explosive 
the past couple of years that Howard's been forced to pound the rock 20, 25, 30 times a game. There's a lot more weapons offensively. Does that make him less valuable? I wouldn't say it makes him less valuable, but he's no longer the premier weapon on offense. Tariq Cohen opens up a lot in the playbook from the running back position. Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller when healthy, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton obviously offer a lot in the passing game, and you want Mitch to get more comfortable with these new targets, right? I mean, the entire receiving core is new to Mitch, right? Trey, Allen, Taylor, Anthony, they're all new to him. Look at who he was thrown to last year. And then tell me you don't want to see him throw the ball more to continue to build chemistry with these guys. I get it. It makes a lot of sense to me understanding the roster turnover and what you're trying to build offensively within Nagy's offense. I I am a little bit concerned about Howard and the type of player he's going to be for the Bears moving forward. I mean, a year or two years ago, Bears fans thought that Jordan Howard was going to be here for 10 years and run for 1,500 yards a year. Listen, that very well may be the case. As, as the weather gets colder and guys' start, guys' bodies start to wear down, maybe Howard starts to become that late-season workhorse that you need. I don't doubt that he can do that for the Bears, right? I mean, may, you know, maybe Tariq Cohen's not as explosive late in the year. It's certainly something to think about. You know, there's just so much to look forward to, and it's such a young season, right? Um Man, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm I'm really excited. I haven't been this excited since since the team that went to the Super Bowl in 06. A lot of young talent on this team. I mean, the young talent on this team is insane across the board. A lot of them are on rookie contracts. Some of them high dollars. But this team is built to win for the long term, and they're built to win consistently in the long term. And that's something to be really excited about. And Nagy, in that last game, and, and he's shown it in the first couple games, right? The first three games. He showed his ability to be a pretty creative play caller, a pretty creative offensive coach. There were some times during the Seattle and then also the Arizona game where I felt that it was stale. I felt like he dipped back into the same well a lot of times. And I had talked to Zach Pearson of Bear Report about it. Last week, maybe it was Mitch's lack of comfort within the offense, right? Maybe Nagy had to kind of tone it down a little bit. And I think that there was a little bit of testing from from, from Nagy with Mitch. You know, Nagy has all these things he wants to do on offense, and he has a quarterback who's struggling to be able to grasp it. You know, you push him a little bit, get the guy to start making some plays, get the guy to be confident in his ability to run the offense and operate the offense, now you can open it up a little bit. Now you can get different guys involved. And I think that's so important. There's so much to be excited about there. The offensive creativity is something we've never seen in Chicago at at this magnitude. You know, Tressman was supposed to be this offensive guru from the Canadian Football League and, and this quarterback whisperer. Well, he wasn't. Not by any stretch of the imagination. John Fox has been predicated on defense his entire career. Lovey Smith obviously predicated on defense. Matt Nagy, 
I mean, you see the after effects of what Nagy was able to do for a quarterback. Nagy doesn't get a lot of credit for the success that Patrick Mahomes is having right now. Patrick Mahomes sat and learned behind Alex Smith in Matt Nagy's offense in Kansas City last year as a rookie. And he's right now flourishing on an undefeated Chiefs team who people are already considering an MVP candidate. Mitch just threw six touchdowns in his fourth game in this offense. That's that's pretty damn good. I mean, if you ask me, guys, a lot to be excited about with, with this offense. So, you know, I'm super excited. Again, heading into the bye week, heading to Miami. You know, trap game, eh, maybe. You know, you kind of want to roll with the momentum after a big game like that. It sucks you have to have the bye week. But you get some rest. Mitch gets to learn some more of the offense. Who knows? Maybe they come out and they're just blowing the doors off the Dolphins. Defensively, I thought there was a lot to be happy with. Um, I mean, obviously, I think Tampa was a third-ranked offense coming into this game. Held them to 10 points. Fitzpatrick, 9 of 18, 126 yards and an interception. Jameis Winston came uh, onto the field in the second half. 16 of 20, 145 yards, a touchdown, two picks in what was actual garbage time right they were down 38 to 3 going into halftime they didn't run the ball very well i mean ronald jones 10 for 29 peyton barber 7 for 24 deshaun jackson had a couple big big plays 5 for 112 but you know they were able to shut mike evans down which was something that i was a little bit concerned about a lot of these young defenders have really stepped up really started to make some plays and i it's you know this front seven has playmakers all over it. It starts with Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, Eddie Goldman, Belial Nichols, the fifth-round pick, has made not just two really big plays in the past couple weeks, more than that, but two that really, really stand out on film. I like him a lot, and I'm excited to see what his growth is going to be like in Chicago. The pieces are starting to come together, after so many years of really bad football, Ryan Pace is turning around this roster. He's drafting solid players. Think about the number of draft picks under Ryan Pace that were on the field on Sunday. Part of that 48-10 to 10 win. Mitchell, Tariq, Nichols, Ray, Roquan Smith, Bullard, Eddie Jackson, Floyd, Kwiatkowski, all over the place. Cody Whitehair. James Daniels came in in the second quarter, started to play really well. And there's other guys, right, that that aren't going to get the recognition. But when you watch the film, there's guys all over the field making plays. And that's what you want to see on a team that's growing, a team that is trying to master its efficiency on both sides of the football. I'll tell you, man, you, you give Matt Nagy a lot of credit for what he's done with this team. They're a top 20 offense right now and growing. The schedule looks fair over the next four or five games. You have Miami on the road, New England at home, the Jets at home, and then you play the Bills in Buffalo. So you have the whole AFC East in one quick four-week stretch. Dolphins are beatable. Patriots are the Patriots. The Jets are beatable. Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo smacked the Vikings by 21 points in Minnesota. And then go to Lambeau and get shut out by 22. So you, you don't know what Buffalo team you're going to get. But 
the consensus is that they're not very good right now, right? So could you be six and two? Yeah, absolutely you could be. And then you get into that tough 11-day stretch where you're playing three games in 11 days with the Lions-Vikings-Lions that leads into Thanksgiving. So these next four games are extremely critical because of that 11-day stretch where you're playing three games, three divisional games nonetheless. So it's something to absolutely think about how important these next four games are. Making sure that you stay as injury-free as possible, which they've done so far. Sam Ocho out for the year. Tough, uh, you know, special teamer. Next man up mentality in, in that regard with special teams. But you're playing teams that are bad enough, I guess you could say, for lack of better words, where Mitch and this offense can really use these opportunities to continue to grow, continue to try and maximize efficiency offensively, right? Exert their dominance in on defense against these teams and, and really start to put a nice stretch of wins together for when the second half of the schedule, which gets a lot harder, is staring you in the face, you're not four and four. You're six and two seven and one five and three at worst right i mean there's still some really good teams on the schedule the packers again that's at home the rams at home the giants the vikings at the end of the season the niners there's some good teams you know the rest of the season now lucky thing for the bears they play most of those teams at home rams are at home packers again at home you got your lions game at home so and you're going to obviously play the Vikings at home. So their toughest games are at Soldier Field. They've dominated the two teams that they've played at Soldier Field this year. Dominated. They dominated the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. And they dominated the Bucks to the tune of 48-10 to 10 last Sunday. So, listen, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to say they played bad football teams. Again, this team is one half away from being undefeated. So it's a long season. We're one quarter of the way through. There's a lot of football left to be played. A lot of opportunity for mistakes, but there's also a lot of opportunity for growth. And I think that's something that needs to be in the forefront of every Bears fan's mind. And something that needs to be remembered when there are tough situations in these games that we're going to encounter while watching so you know certainly something to think about it's been a really fun first four games there's a lot of questions that have risen to to the surface there's been some questions early on that you know naturally you you wonder you know was Matt Nagy the right guy for the job? Was Mitch the right pick at quarterback? Roquan Smith, there was even some questions about Roquan Smith, you know, early on in the season, right? You got to let these things play out, right? You're not going to figure out in four games if, if Matt's the right coach. You're not going to figure out, and it's been less than a full season that, that Mitch has been a starting quarterback in the NFL, So, it's still so, so young in this team's growth 
plan that you can't pass judgment. I mean, you look at this team from inside out. They've got a lot of really young, good linemen that they believe in. Your Charles Leno, your Charles Leno's, your Daniels, your white hair, Kyle Long's still there. You know, the wide receivers, again, they've added a lot of talent on the outside for Mitch. They have the running backs in, in Jordan and Tariq. And defensively, they have a lot of playmakers. Eddie Jackson and Adrian Amos might be the best young safety tandem in the league. Right? I mean, Mack, Smith, Trevathan, and Floyd might be one of the best linebacking corps in the league. Akeem Hicks is a baller. Eddie Goldman, a really good interior defensive lineman. Jonathan Bullard has taken a while to develop into what some people thought he might be from day one coming out of Florida. So much to be hopeful for as a Bears fan. It's a young season. The Bears are three and one. First place in the NFC North. Say that as many times as you can, man. Because it's fun as hell to say it. And enjoy it. Enjoy what this team is providing for us as fans right now. Enjoy it while we can. Who knows? The wheels could fall totally off this thing coming out of the bye. I don't believe that's going to be the case, but... Bye week coming up. Guys, if you haven't visited the website yet, it is bearsindex.com. Your Chicago Bears encyclopedia. Historical articles, roster ranking articles, game previews, film analysis, NFL draft talk. Although the Bears... Next two first-round picks and, and a couple other picks are currently wearing number 52 for the team on defense. Anything Chicago Bears, you'll be able to find on bearsindex.com. Be patient. The site is growing. I'm enjoying every second of putting everything together, slowly but surely. I'm excited for this podcast and, and where I think it can go. And I thank you guys all for listening. I enjoy almost nothing more than talking about the Chicago Bears. Especially this year. It's been a lot of fun. We're only four games in. And hopefully there's more than just 12 to go. So I'm, I'm having a hell of a lot of fun. And I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for tuning in. Check back weekly for a brand new podcast. Make sure you're visiting the site, bearsindex.com. Make sure you're following on Twitter, at bearsindex. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast to get notifications of new episodes. If you're enjoying yourself, leave a review. It's been a lot of fun, guys, and it's only beginning. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
bear down, 